Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game show from the three most handsome boys in the entire world maybe just north america i'm here today with brandon just ate chipotle and is now a mile wide on the inside duncan brandon i stole that line from you but tell me how you're feeling right now uh plump plump yeah plump. so i i was sitting there as you were eating this giant bowl of carbohydrates and protein mm-hmm. and i looked over at you at one point when you were i was talking to dustin and you were like two-thirds of the way through it and i looked over and you were just leaned back with this distraught look upon your face <laughs> as if the world had ended and you would not be able to finish your food yeah but you did oh uh, well not to my liking i usually like to clean the bowl like nothing left at yeah. all um chipotle bowls defeat you sometimes man that's true they really do um and you sauce that bitch up like you dude, I, there was every kind of topping on it i am the sauce boss i go sour cream i go the dressing the vinaigrette it may be a little bit weird, but that vinaigrette is so goddamn good. I don't even need salad in there. I just put that bitch on top of the rice. And I got two different kinds of hot sauce. I was sauced up. I just wanted to slide down my throat hole just as easy as possible. Yeah, I understand that. Um, you know, I've then, heard that's like a common thread. Oh, no, no. I'm a pro at this by now. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling pretty good aside from uh, the Im- impending uh, indigestion that I'll be receiving soon. Nice. Um, but... Uh, yeah, feeling okay. A little bit tired. It, it's, it's a very long day. It's still pretty hot out. The heat just takes it out of me. Uh, but I'll be refueled and ready to go for nice. the boys. We've also got with us uh, Dave, the man with no underpants. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but um, it seemed like it was an appropriate thing to say because it's a hot day. You know, you never know what could be happening. Uh, so, so Dave, tell me about your Canadian underpants customs. Yeah, I mean, well, regardless of if it's true or not, um, I think I can speak for myself and in the majority of the audience in saying that sometimes just shedding the um, the undergarments completely is is kind of the most comfortable way to go. As Kramer said, I'm I'm out there and I'm loving it. Um, it does. I do like the security sometimes, but you know, on a on a hot day or when you're in bed or something, you don't want that, that restriction. So sometimes you just go, I'm not saying that's the case right now. No, no, not verified at least when, um, when that, and I know like women as an example, um, the first thing a lot of them do when they get home is they take off their bra and they look forward to that every day. So I think the male equivalent is letting, letting the jumblies, uh, run free as it were. Yeah. Um, So again, it's not necessarily the case right now. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. (laughs) 
Dave, right. Dave, we cannot see below your waist, so I I don't know. Like, I mean, he has, he stood up a minute ago. He has shorts on. All right. Well, things could change. I, I'm going to be real with you guys. When I'm at home in the comfort of my office, where I work most days, yeah, uh, actually every day, I um I pretty much just wear gym shorts and a shirt and no underpants, no socks. You got to. I mean, it's not like I'm going out and meeting people nope. without underwear on. Nope. You know, I'm not risking anybody seeing you know anything they shouldn't be. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, that was always like a like a thing in high school is dudes would like pull their sack out of their gym shorts and say I, I sat on some bubble gum. Yeah, I remember that too. And uh, man, I think that's a trend that it gets um, you a time or two. It, it really does it, <laughs> and then you never fall for it ever again. Uh, they never, in fact, did sit on bubble gum. Um, oh really it was just a ploy the whole time to get i think you the... it was just some uh questionable action yeah i wonder if that would fly now or not i don't know man things were just different are teenagers then. still the same as they were absolutely yeah they've always been the same okay since the beginning of time people have been whipping out their sack <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure <laughs> you guys ever done the fruit basket uh no is that like the goatsy so it's like it's <laughs> Or, you, oh, dude, is that like the hamburger? You tuck it between your your legs. Oh and then yeah. If you stand there, it looks like like you've uh, you've just you've got nothing. Oh, forget it. Oh, dude. I, I but have, then from the back. Oh, never mind. Would you I, fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's I, what that's what it looks like. I've seen <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's exactly what it looks like. I, I've seen that one, but I've never uh, oh, never participated. Dude, the goat. Yeah. I, I haven't either. Was, uh, I've I've just heard things. You know. Yeah. yeah. In the, in a movie called Waiting. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, one of his oh, early yes, ones. Exactly. Dude, that yeah. movie is both amazing and horrifying. Um, after seeing that movie, you know, much like seeing like dirty hotels and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think about it when I go out sometimes and I just try and put it out of my memory. Not to get too far off the path here, but like what's what's potentially more terrifying? An Airbnb or a hotel bed? Like which mm-hmm. which one? Because like I feel like even if they don't always follow them and we know that they don't no. there are some laws surrounding hotels and how often things must be changed. Sure. Stuff like that. They don't always follow them, but you know, there's at least like that one housekeeping person who like always does the job, right? Yes. But the rest of them may not, but that oh. one. So like occasionally, yeah. but like, I don't know, man, at an Airbnb, which I am, a, I'm in favor of. Absolutely. I prefer staying at Airbnbs. Yeah. But like, you don't, there's no, there's no governance there. It's the fucking Wild West. It's all about, like, the, the only governance to actually make sure you change the sheets on the beds is how many stars you're going to get. Yeah. That's a little scary. Now, I've watched far too many, like I said, one. I think it's called One Dirty Room, something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And recently, I've been watching Hotel Hell Oh. Um, with Gordon Ramsay. And I just, I, I must be masochistic. I really must be. I've been thinking about it for years, but I, I must be. I was deciding whether or not to share this story. I'm going to. Dude, fuck it. I don't care. Well, no, it's not dirt. It's not nasty. I mean, it is nasty. I was staying in a hotel in Syracuse, New York for work one time. And uh, it it was a decent hotel. But like, I mean, like the brand was a decent hotel. Work was paying for it, whatever. But it was not a very good representation of that brand. And I'm trying to remember what what brand it was now, but I can't. So it's not like I'm hiding it because I don't give a shit about that corporation. But the room was awful. Like everything, it was dirty. There was like someone had clearly like shaved in the sink. Um, and and like they didn't clean it out. The the, the bed was disgusting. Um, 
everything about the hotel room was bad. But I could have put up with all of that because like I was there for like four hours or something. Sure. The thing I finally was the last straw for me was right outside the bathroom. There was like this discolored carpet in like a pool and it was dark and like there was hair sticking to it and everything. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And on the wall right next to it was a similar color, but there was a hole in the wall that (laughs) I can't a hundred percent confirm, but I have shot enough rounds of ammunition at targets to know how it rips apart different types of targets. And I'm like 74% sure it was a bullet hole in the wall. God damn. Someone bled out in that room. And I went and, told like i was like hey i'm gonna be leaving my i'm just leaving it's you know i'm getting a different hotel and they were like is anything a problem i was like someone was murdered in my room (laughs) and they were like well no one was murdered and i was like so they didn't die but i'm just i did not (laughs) i did not like ask further questions i was just like i'm i'm leaving somebody i don't like that they weren't that committal to the denial they were just like well it's not exactly right they didn't say what do you what do you mean why do you think that they said there was not a homicide Fair Which enough. I mean, they didn't say there wasn't an attempted homicide. They didn't right. say there wasn't an attempted suicide. Anything like that. They just said, "Well, no one died." Well, at least they were truthful with you, Ben. I mean, that's true. That's true. Can't blame them. So I um, that was actually my last trip to Syracuse for work. So I never had the opportunity to not stay there again. But so far, I've not stayed there. Yeah, now I'm not ever going there. Right. This is the HP Podcast. We're a show about video games. Sometimes, <laughs> every now and then. We've also, if you like uh, hearing more off-topic stuff, we've got a show called HP After Dark, which, of course, we said we were going to record monthly, and then we did for like six months, and then we did a few more sporadically, and then we haven't done one in a long time, but we're rectifying that this week. I'm not 100% sure when it will come out, but we are doing a new HP After Dark. You can get that when it comes out, you know, hot off the presses, as it were, uh, by signing up on Patreon at the $3 level or more. $5 gets you a producer credit at the end. But all we really ask for is a dollar a month if you want to hang out and help support the boys. Uh, it's literally a dollar a month, four to five episodes, depending on how many weeks are in the month, how many Tuesdays when we record. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys helping us out and um, all the fine supporters over there. And whether you're a patron or not, you can hang out in our Discord channel where we will alert you about hp after dark when it goes live which again it should be this week and also just hang out and talk about video games and whatever else we feel like but that's enough shilling our own products <laughs> please spend a dollar no i'm just kidding let's go to news story number one and we've spent uh, the better part of a year and a half yeah. not really talking about the microsoft activision deal but there's a big enough development in it that I feel like we should talk about it. And and really, we don't like to get into like super minutia of things that are boring. So we just kind of held off on commenting about the deal every week. But here we go. Number one, a California judge, judge has denied the Federal Trade Commission's request for a preliminary injunction to halt Microsoft's Activision of Activision Blizzard. Acquisition of Activision. Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley ruled that the FTC had not shown a likelihood of prevailing in its claim that the merger would substantially lessen competition. The judge considered Microsoft's commitments to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation and bring it to Nintendo Switch, as well as agreements to bring Activision's content to cloud gaming services. Microsoft expressed gratitude for the court's decision in hopes for a timely resolution in other jurisdictions. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick stated that the merger would benefit consumers and workers. The FTC plans to announce its next move in coming days, and the ruling allows Microsoft to close the Activision Blizzard deal if certain conditions are met. 
which is basically just forking over the money. The UK regulator's decision to block the acquisition is currently being appealed. And a note on that that I saw after I wrote these notes up is that supposedly, this is just Twitter rumors potentially, uh, they have come to some sort of an arrangement with the CMA in the UK um, to, to divest something, to give up some property that they either own or a service that they provide uh, in exchange for letting them exist and be merged um, and have their services in the UK as well. Dave, let's go to you first. The saga is, I don't want to say over because it's, it's not over, but we have like, this is pretty much it. I mean, there could be some appeals, but this is, this is kind of all she wrote. Uh, how do you feel? What I do you don't think? know. I don't, like, I, I'm glad it's, it's coming to an end one way or another. Cause I think the deal expires next week. I think it's a July 18th. Something yeah, like it's that. The 18th. Yep. So, I hope we can stop talking about this because, um, you know, if Microsoft is to be believed, um, which I, I'm inclined to believe them in this case, uh, nothing's going to change from a material standpoint. Like, like from my point of view as a gamer, you know, they're going to keep Call of Duty everywhere. They're going to avoid exclusivity because that just doesn't make sense from a consumer standpoint. It really doesn't make sense from a business standpoint, especially when, uh, you own the hardware that has the smallest install base. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like this, I know this is an unprecedented deal. It's going to be, it's going to go down in history as the biggest in, in the history of, of, of video game and uh, video game history. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal, but I don't know. I just, I hope we can stop talking about it. It looks like it's, it's, it's going to be behind us. And, and yeah, I'm sick of hearing Sony kind of, whine about it and stuff so i don't know i hope this is the end of it um you know it sounds like stuff stuff in in um over in the uk is going to get resolved soon but i don't know when you get shot down with like a judge or by a judge like that then it's uh it's probably game over for sony but yeah hopefully this is it brendan yeah, I think that uh, Mr. Moneybags Bobby Kotek uh-huh. um, is incredibly excited to line his uh, golden pockets. Filthy golden pockets. <laughs> yeah, his uh, disgustingly um, filled pockets. Um, but no, I'm in agreement. This has been a long time coming. I guess it's good to finally get some sort of resolution. Whether or not this is going to be an overall win for gamers, I still am very hesitant to say it is because I don't necessarily think this is something that will benefit us in the long run. Um, Even if they do uh, make a promise to keep things on platforms, things change all the time. Um, And uh, I don't know. I just can't see this being consumer friendly in most ways. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, obviously, they're going to be out for their interests no matter what. And if at some point that means that their interests are uh, not aligned with the consumer's interests, then they're going to do that no matter what. So um, I just think that whenever you merge things that are this big, even if it is okay and doesn't create a monopoly, I still don't think it's consumer friendly in the long run. But um Good riddance to this thing being fucking done. I'm so tired of hearing about it. I will say we haven't talked about the minutia, and I'm not going to talk about the minutia because I don't know all of it. I mean, you're always welcome to. It's just we did. I didn't want to get into no. it week after week after week. But I just think it is. I will. I said it maybe last week or the week before that. But once again, amazing to see some stuff that we don't normally see. I think oh, that yeah. uh, some of the stuff that we've that has come out of this, and some of the stuff that has come out of this that has not supposed to come out of this, like some of the stuff that was supposed to be redacted, essentially, 
um, or whatever it's called um, that we've learned is just super interesting. Um, you know, not even just from Microsoft side, like like interactions between CEOs, like that's not something that we get ever. Yeah. Uh, that's behind closed doors. Right. Um, and, you know, even high high level executives might not even um, see that sort of thing between CEOs. But oh, yeah, I would I would almost guarantee that's the case. So definitely super cool for um, us peons to kind of get a glimpse on the dark side um, and excited for, uh, you know, I don't know. Excited to see, I guess, what happens, um, whether it's good or bad. And we're in for the ride at this point. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that for so long we haven't really gotten like a ton of different kind of info from these companies. And in the last three years, we've gotten major things from Sony and from Epic. Right. Which is pretty yeah, it's interesting. Two of the giants, man. I mean, right. legitimately, it doesn't get much bigger yeah. than some of the companies we've been seeing stuff. So I'm happy to see it mostly resolved at this point. Obviously, there's still things that are going to happen, and maybe they'll even happen by the time the show releases. But I am kind of in between the both of you. I really, I think as everybody who knows me knows, I really don't care where I play my games. Right. I'm in a position because it's my only hobby, really. And I turn everything I do into work, too. But it's my only hobby that I am um, uh, able to get all the consoles and, and I have a PC and everything like that. So, like, I don't I don't care where I play the games. It doesn't matter to me as far as a console warrior's point of view, which is a dumb thing anyway. As far as I don't think that um, I don't think it's in Microsoft's financial best interest to take things as big as call of duty away from other platforms, which they've said they won't. And of course there would be an intense backlash, whether it would result in anything, I don't know, but there would be an intense backlash if they backtracked on that uh, anytime soon. And I do agree that acquisitions are not always great, but I'm also kind of like, well, if uh, Microsoft doesn't get Activision, somebody else is going to, and I would much rather give my money to Microsoft or any not evil company, well, not humanitarianly evil company over, you know, some other companies that are in bed with foreign entities. Right. Um, that That's my preference. It's still not my preference to have them merge because I don't really think that in the long run is best for consumers. But yeah. overall, I'm just happy. You know, maybe I'll never have to buy another Call of Duty. It'll yeah. be on Game Pass. Yeah. You I'm, know? I'm excited for Bobby to be just... I want him to just crawl back in his little uh, million dollar hole and just never hear his name ever again. <laughs> like legitimately, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Anything else, boys? This is kind of a it's kind of a big deal, but also kind of like it's in our yeah, nature not to talk about. <laughs> it's just been it, it, it's just been stinking for months yeah. and mo- like a year so. I think it was January of 2022, right? So a year and a half. Yeah, it's just been festering. Yeah. But like a blister. Yeah. Or thor- I don't know. <laughs> Number two. I really wanted to talk about this one, Brandon, to get your perspective on it. A game called The Last Hope has appeared on Nintendo's eShop website, bearing a striking resemblance to The Last of Us. <laughs> I saw Priced at less than $1, the game attempts to mimic the popular post-apocalyptic action-adventure title, but falls short in terms of graphics, quality, and overall execution. 
Even the character design of Eva in The Last Hope closely resembles Ellie from The Last of Us. It remains unclear how the game has made its way onto the eShop or whether it will be removed to do it due to its similarities. There is a possibility that Naughty Dog may take action against the game and its developers. Brandon, I want to talk about this. One, you know, yeah, we can talk about The Last Hope and the fact that it exists. I, sure. I saw pictures of it, but I didn't, I didn't spend the dollar for it or anything. <laughs> but I'm more willing to talk about the fact that this isn't outright piracy, but with Nintendo's boner hate boner (laughs) for piracy yeah and for them to let this happen it seems a little i don't know i don't know and it's by now this has been a couple days in development they've definitely heard about it i don't know dude their bones not getting robbed you know what i mean so that's kind of (laughs) like where i'm at though is that i don't know i just don't see them caring the only time they do seem to care is when it's related to them which i guess makes perfect sense but um this sort of thing has always been something that happens on other mediums like cell phone games and stuff yeah. like that. Like shot for shot, sometimes they just rip shit off. So to finally see it come up in something, you know, like a big platform like Nintendo isn't surprising. I assumed there was probably more things like this out there that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, but to see it with such a large game and to be so blatantly a ripoff, I mean, I, I didn't spend money on it either. I saw screenshots, but it's pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) and not just because it looks bad. It's just like so blatant what is happening. But yeah, Nintendo only cares when you're fucking with them. Right. Um, Which I don't know if I could blame them, but yeah, they're protecting their interest for sure. Well, are they though? Because I guess if Naughty Dog gets involved, I mean, all they have to do is ask them to take it down. Yeah, true, true. You know, nicely with a with a letter from an attorney behind it, and they probably will. Yeah. But then again, I don't know, Dave. What do you think? It's yeah, it's it's not surprising that this slipped through. Um, but at the same time, it's surprising that it stayed up. But could they call this a parody? As the number one switch, you know, proponent. Are you going to pick up the last hope for a dollar and hope it doesn't get removed from your account? Actually, I guess in Canadian, that'd be like $40, but yeah, yeah, it's a bit out of my budget. Um, yeah, I don't know if you get a chance to, to pull up a YouTube video of this game. Like I highly recommend just even for a couple minutes to see what it's, it's funny. It is a blatant ripoff. Um, the, 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 um, title menu, like when you first load up the game and you have new game load game, is uh it's been ripped straight from the division uh so they're ripping off two yeah. games if you look closely <laughs> um but yeah i don't know this is really odd because like as you said nintendo always plays it so um kind of tight and firm when it comes to their first party stuff but like as we learned last year with the knights of the old republic thing like there are signs that they're playing a bit fast and loose with their um third-party QA stuff and I don't know if uh, apparently like there's a lot of games on the eShop like this that are like just bloatware or like flipped assets asset swaps and stuff like that um and there's tons of stuff that's like you know just so um oddly cheap and it it's it's I don't know it can't I can't seem to feel like it's devaluing the storefront but at the same time, does it add value to the stuff that Nintendo really wants you to buy on the eShop? So I don't know. It's it's really odd how Nintendo does this. And, and Ben, you've kind of spoken at length that um, some of the processes that you have to go to as a, a through as a game producer 
um, and getting, you know, your games up on storefronts. And, and there are, um, you know, there's some people in the industry have to go through a lot just to get up. So how, how this game actually got through and a lot of other eShop games is it's really odd, but I don't know. I can't really attach too much logic to this. Um, I, I assume the developers of whatever this is, uh, the last hope are, are playing on this thing where it's like, you know, people who are less educated will see this and be like, hey, this this I've heard of this Last of Us game or I've seen the show. I guess this is something like that, but on my switch because I only have a switch. I don't have a PlayStation, so they don't know otherwise. And they spend the dollar and they boot it up. And I, I don't know, it's it's tricky and I hope it gets taken down. But I do kind of wonder um from a larger kind of point of view what is going on with nintendo and why are they allowing this dude nobody in nintendo not, not a single person is allowed to play the last of us so they don't even know like yeah this game i've heard this game is pretty good but yeah if you guys have a chance like every door you go through in that game has like a 30 second load screen it's unbelievable. oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, check it out on youtube if, if you have a chance it's it's wild do you remember, I don't know, six months to a year ago, there was a game, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on the Xbox, and it was a complete God of War ripoff. Oh, really? And it was like 2 or $3. Oh, shit. And they took it down after like two days. I think like oh, once somebody tweeted about it and it got big enough, Xbox was like, oh, we don't want this. But I bought that game just to, just to right. see what it was about. <laughs> And they, of course, removed it from my account, which, you know, justifiably. And I expected, oh, I'd get a refund. Nope. Damn. They never sent me a refund. Tough. Out of just pure spite, I sent them an email and I was like, hey, could I have, here's my receipt, here's everything else. And they responded back and were like, I don't remember the exact wording or anything, but it was something along the lines of products that have been purchased that have, you know, breached our code of conduct or terms of service or right. whatever uh, are not eligible for refunds. And I was like, are you, wait, you bastards. wait. So you're saying that if I bought a game that you put on the store, you put on the <laughs> yeah. store and it breaks the rules that I, you get to keep my money. Yeah. And I, yeah, that That's would be fuck. enough of a impetus to not catch those things. But Dave, you're right. I'm not going to say whether this uh, happened to me or someone else, you know, uh, entirely. Maybe I just heard this story, but there was a point when, uh, when Sony was um, going through and checking on some stuff and like in, in a game build and at one point their response was uh this was too hard to see it through to the end but we trust that it works because they just couldn't beat it right the person like the qa tester oh, just couldn't beat God, it dude. and so i think there's probably just plenty of people who especially nintendo they just look at the rom as long as the rom boots up they don't really right. care too much and that's scary though yeah i mean dave kind of touched on this earlier and we've talked at length about the the absolute dumpster fire that is mobile gaming in yeah. the app store and the google play store but it seems like we really do have a problem on console um and on pc as well just complete bloatware i mean i really i do think there is maybe something to it to what dave said maybe it does value what nintendo puts out or what playstation puts out more but sure but they have those problems too does that counterbalance the amount of just human waste that is on your platform you know what i mean like like i feel like those things are a dime a dozen and even if it's so clear that it's something that's ass yeah i think that it's an overall net negative for these platforms to be allowing such trash such shovelware to be just completely 
ravaging their shops. I think I think overall you're right, and I think I agree with you. But let's talk about a system like Steam. Anybody, with very little exception, as long as they upload the right amount of assets, can put a game on Steam. Sure. And that game can be broken as hell. That game might not even start up from the EXE. <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't really matter. They don't really, you know, reject things very often. But guess what? Steam also has a really good system that if a game isn't performing well, if it doesn't have a lot of playtime, etc., it will not show up in the algorithm or the recommended games or anything like that. And to some extent, that's true with all the other platforms. So like if something is bad, it goes to the bottom. The problem really, I think, was when you had like 99 cent or 39 cent games coming out for xbox and playstation that were basically like press x a hundred times and get a platinum trophy those kind of things yeah so i guess to some extent it's very much a buyer beware thing like i i do like that people are not like oh your game isn't good enough to be here therefore it shouldn't be here no but that's not the problem i think that should be i'm i'm thinking that should be like more like capitalism and and consumer practices but the problem is blatant ripoffs yeah that's in my opinion I guess they could call it parody and get away with it like Weird Al. But <laughs> maybe there's actually artistic integrity in Weird Al. I was and I say, Weird, know <laughs> Weird Al's quality. Right. You know, this is just <laughs> trash. Yeah. Interesting stuff, nonetheless. For sure. Number three. We talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, so I wanted to follow up. In Diablo 4, players are currently required to create a new character for each season, as we spoke about a few weeks ago. However, Diablo 3 introduced a feature called Rebirth, which allowed players to transfer an existing character to a new season, albeit starting at level 1 and leaving behind their items. This feature has been well-received by players and has sparked the hope that it will be implemented in Diablo 4. Adam Fletcher, the global community developer director for Diablo, has acknowledged the desire for a Rebirth feature in Diablo 4. While he has not confirmed that the feature will be added, the fact that the team is aware of the request and has commented on it is a positive sign. The new character customization options in Diablo 4 would make Rebirth a feature even more valuable and can help the transition to seasons less confusing for new and returning players. Currently, only campaign completion, discovered areas, and altars of Lilith progress can carry over to Diablo 4 seasons while everything else is reset. Brandon, I, I this isn't really news, like I said, since we wanted to talk about it before, I figured we should talk right. about it. But I feel like with so many new, like this is, there's definitely more people playing Diablo 4 at this point in the life cycle than there were Diablo 3. Yeah. I feel like this is probably more of an important feature now than it ever was before. Yeah. And I, I for some reason, thought the authors of Lilith 3 said too. Uh, that's well, not what the article I read said, okay. but it could be very much possible. Okay. Um, either way, I mean, I guess this is good. Um can't you just i mean isn't this isn't this the same as starting a new character it is but i think people do get attached to their characters okay. like okay. oh i really like my guy that i made and I, the way he looks I, and, yeah i guess yeah. um yeah i mean i guess this is good i'm glad that they're listening to feedback uh, i think it's very important with an install base that they've retained um and that they continue to try and grow that they listen to community feedback um i know there was a large outcry whenever this news came about that season one would kind of reset you so to speak um but as i mentioned when we talked about it then i mean it's nothing new and i think that something like this doesn't necessarily need to exist but if it's something that the majority of the public wants then that's good um i will be just as happy to start over a new character and try a character i've not tried um which is what i would encourage most people um to do um i guess if you've tried every character then, then that's not really a possibility but um 
yeah, this is good either way. I'm really excited for the season to start. I've kind of cooled off on Diablo quite a bit. Um, and we'll be looking forward to seeing what they have to bring for their first uh, Battle Pass period. Um, so I guess we'll see, man. Dave, when are you starting up Diablo 4? You going to uh, play it not, on the Switch? Not for a while. Yeah, yeah I'm I waiting for, for a Switch to come out. Um, <laughs> well, just so everybody knows who maybe wasn't here recently, Dave's um, kind of more the mobile lifestyle right now. He got kicked out of his house. I mean, he's selling his house. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gaming grifter, so I've yeah. got. But it's been nice because, like, I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I main, as it were, uh, PlayStation and Xbox. So right. I have my PC set up, so I've been spending more time on on my Switch, my PC, the, uh, the the two unsung heroes. So it's, it's been good. But... Absolutely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number four, EA has officially announced the formation of Cliffhanger Games, a new AAA developer based in Seattle. The studio's first project will be an original third-person single-player game based on Marvel's Black Panther franchise. Led by Kevin Stevens, former VP and studio head of Monolith Productions, Cliffhanger Games aims to create a game that will allow players to experience the feeling of being worthy of the Black Panther mantle. The studio has emphasized the values of diversity, collaboration, and empowerment, aiming to build a team with diverse voices and perspectives. That's straight like from their press release. Uh, Cliffhanger Games has already attracted veterans from notable games such as Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Halo Infinite, and God of War. The studio will also collaborate closely with Marvel Games to ensure that every aspect of Wakanda, its technology, its heroes, and an original story receive attention to detail and authenticity that they deserve. This project is still early in development, of course. Um... Dave, Marvel games, I didn't know if we were going to get any more. The Marvel Universe has kind of taken a slide a little bit, the MCU at least. And, you know, with, uh, with the, the death of um, Black Panther's actor, Chad... Um, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, thank you. I was struggling to... No, you're good. I was going to say Chadman Boswick, but I knew that wasn't Close. right. Um, with him passing away, it seems like an interesting uh, choice to make a game based on that franchise, which, of course is just as popular you know would be as popular as the movies anyway i'm talking a lot here but what do you think about a black panther game a couple years out here from ea's new studio yeah this is um i'm really excited for this i think there's a lot you can do with uh this character in this franchise um i think putting in the hands of of former monolith people is a really good idea because i think black panther especially as a third person game can translate really well to people who've worked um you know, on the Shadow of War and Shadow of uh, Mordor games. Um, but Monolith also did uh, Fear and Fear 2 back in the yeah. day. Um, so, I mean, if there's anybody still in the studio who can kind of um, bring those technical chops forward, because I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, 
Fear was was a very, uh, you know, at the time when it came out, it was technically a very impressive game. So, you know, I think if they can bring sort of the fun, um, frantic kind of third person combat and action um, that you would need from or sorry, you need with like a Black Panther game and, you know, kind of bring those technical chops to it, too. I think it could be really good. But um, I think this is a character and an IP that like has been underutilized. I think Black Panther's really only been in like the Ultimate Alliance games. And obviously um, it was DLC for the Avengers. So um, I'm happy to see that this that Black Panther is getting its own game, because, again, I think there's a lot you can do with this franchise. So looking forward to this one for sure. Brandon, as the as the number one Avengers stan in the room, <laughs> right? And the man who forced, I mean, convinced me to buy the Avengers <laughs> for PS4. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Black Panther? I know you're uh, not a, not a Marvel guy, but yeah, I'm not necessarily like a superhero guy. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, video games are an interesting medium that could easily convince me. It's it's like my medium. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, something like Spider Man, if you would have told me that I would be interested in something like that before I wouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, but they brought it to life. Um, so I'm really interested in black Panther. I enjoyed, I watched the first movie. I didn't watch the second one. Um, I think there is a lot, a lot you can do and I'm excited to see that there's some people that interest me, um, in the roster here. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that EA doesn't, um, I don't have much confidence at EA. Let's just say that in general, but hopefully a new studio with some fresh talent, um and some ambitious ip we can get something good um because you know nonetheless um obviously a legendary franchise but i guess we'll see what what'll shake out here it's quite a bit off i yeah, would imagine yeah. like quite quite a bit off. i mean this they just announced the studio right so i yeah i'm excited to see more yeah yeah most of the time these kind of announcements when they're you know starting a new ip or developing a new studio or whatever these announcements are not so much for the fans as they are to attract talent to come work on those things. Um, so that's probably what this is. And we're probably looking at at least a few years away, but we will see. Uh, I, I'm not as interested. I mean, I, I like Black Panther and everything, but I'm less interested in Black Panther and more just like seeing a new AAA studio. Yeah. That's always like, I like new studios and new IP. Yeah. That's exactly. a good thing. That's, that's the opposite of acquisitions. Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's a different kind of, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if Spider-Man showed one thing, you can easily make a winning franchise that can be multiple games long. So, yeah, absolutely. Number five. It's not really a news story at all, actually. <laughs> so I don't know why, why I numbered it. At the beginning of the year, we all made some gaming resolutions. We did this last year as well. It was actually Dave's suggestion. And uh, people really enjoyed hearing about it. But it's the middle of the year. Even though the Activision deal is gigantic and it will be three hours long on some podcast, it is not here. So we don't have a whole ton to talk about with news. So I thought we'd do a little bit of a resolution check-in here at about the halfway point in the year. And just briefly, check in with all of us. See how we're doing on our gaming resolution so far. So I've got the list here, and I figured I'd go around in a, in a, in a round circle. Sure. I don't know why I needed to say round circle. Round circle. A round circle. Whoa, a round circle. Uh, we'll go around and talk about them each. Dave, we'll go with you first with your first one. Your first resolution was to get two Platinums, three Platinums as a stretch goal, and none of those Platinums could be games that you had already beaten. Yeah, so that one I, I'm done. I, I have three and a half right now, um, so I, I got wait, the wait, first. What's a half a Platinum? 
Okay, so let me explain. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, so the first one I got was uh, Deliver Us the Moon. Right. Platinum. Um, yeah, sure. The second one I got was uh, Miles Morales. And I'm counting that as half because based on the rules I set for myself, it had to have been a game that I I hadn't already started. Right. So that's my half. And then I got Ghost of Tsushima. And the reason why I'm counting that as a full one is because it took a million hours and I also had to start it from scratch because I lost my save file. Yeah, that's fair, I think. Yeah, you're not just talking cleanup here. You're talking full game experience. Yeah. And then I got um, Astro's Playroom. So three and a half. We're in June, July. It's July. Uh, Probably would have got more, but but my PlayStation's in a box somewhere. So I'm feeling pretty good. I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. My man. Nice. My man. Brandon, you're up next. Oh, man. Your first one. Complete a game in a genre not typically played. Wow. Um, I don't think I've done this yet. Um, I, I was going super duper strong and I actually have a list of the shit I've beaten. And since the year's gone on, like in January and February, I was going so fucking strong, just beating games, man. Yeah. Uh, I completely fell off like mid-year. Um, I currently am playing a game, which I guess you can technically beat i'm going to talk about it later um but it's definitely not something that i play often um and i am considering beating what seems to be the story uh madden 23 yeah i've started the story for that you essentially well we'll talk about it later okay yeah i'll talk about it later but i'm in the works to beat that it's on game pass and i used to play a fuck ton of ncaa on my psp right um that was one of my most played games on my psp um and so to as someone who's not a fan of football, but actually quite enjoys like sports games uh-huh. um, and has game pass, I thought, why not? Let's give it a go. Um, and so I m- made a character um, and uh, yeah, I'm giving it a go. So I think I'm working towards that steadily as we speak, um, but I don't think I've done it quite yet. And it is kind of vague. I mean, I'm sure there's something that I beat towards the beginning of the year that isn't exactly something I would play all the time. Yeah. Um, but to not cop out, I'm going to say Madden for sure is something that I haven't played in like 10 fucking years. So it's definitely something I'm working on it, boys. I'm close. I'm getting there. All right. For me, more hours in single player than live service. And I actually started a spreadsheet on this at the beginning of the year. I have not kept up with it, but let me see. But I'm, I'm going to say that just in general, I think I've done this. I've played a little bit of Battle Bits. I've played uh, no Call of Duty, actually. Dude, none this year. I don't think I've played any Call of Duty that's this year. Tough. Maybe a little bit at the very beginning of the year. I think I did that. We did that thing with Jaffe, and I think that's the last time I played Call of Duty. Damn, dude. And um, hard. Yeah. And then um, but that's that's that was my goal, though, right? Yeah, true. And then, of course, I play Sea of Thieves um, pretty much just for streaming. So I think overall, I have done it. I have so far put more hours into single player games than live service. Now I've played some multiplayer games like the forest sure, and sons of the forest, but I, those aren't live service, but I'm not, I guess I just don't count those in either category. Right. But yeah, I've definitely played more hours in single player games than live service. Let Hogwarts legacy, 80 plus hours, uh, final fantasy 16, over 60 at this point i think probably closer to 70 so yeah i think i'm there Absolutely. i think i've got that one yeah dave your second one to play more with friends and you put 
something on there that was measurable because we didn't the year before the criticism uh, against us was that we didn't make I think by ourselves the criticism uh, that we did not make our goals measurable. So you said at least once a week on average to play more games with friends. How have you done? Uh, not good. <laughs> so I, I kind of <laughs> shot myself in the foot on this one because um, I canceled my PlayStation Plus subscription. And in in my ignorant defense, um, I have two things to defend myself with here. Uh, number one, at the time, I had forgotten that uh, you needed PlayStation Plus to play online. So that's my bad. Yeah. Um, but number two, I had much higher hopes for uh, Redfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of assumed that would, would that would be a game I would have been playing a lot more. And, you know, I was hoping it was going to be good and it would have kept, you know, your guys' interest or, or somebody else. So, um, yeah, I've I've screwed that one up. And uh, I'm now that I'm 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 in between houses and I have a baby on the way. I, I am I am. I'm going to commit to failing this one. It's it's, it's not going to happen, boys. I hope when we're in and settled and stuff, I can I can you know change that. But uh, once a week is is not going to happen. So yeah, you win some, you lose some, fellas. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to take the L on this one. Grace. We'll, we'll ch- you don't have to take the L yet. I mean, yeah, it's probably not going to happen with your life circumstances, but we'll check in at the end of the year just to be sure. Brandon, your second goal was streaming more than twice. No, man, I failed so bad. By how many so far? Zero. So you 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 streamed zero times out of two. Yes, I would have told you if I would have. No, streamed. I know. I just wanted to make I would sure have asked you many, that was clear. I would have asked you many times, many, <laughs> many, many, many questions. I know the listener doesn't know that, but um, yeah. yeah, no, I've I've done zero. But that being said, I've not forgotten. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently in the process of changing the way my setup is yep. and i think there's some new things coming pretty soon that will help to facilitate the stream um so looking forward to that i have not forgotten i actually thought about it the other night um and it is still something that i genuinely want to accomplish two times or more um we'll see yeah we will see i've been putting it off but i've not forgotten i have failed so far but the year's not over boys that's right that's right so you guys both failed your second one. I'm going to say my next one. I have also failed to some extent. It was play old franchises slash games. And I say to some extent because I have literally played some old franchises. Uh, I picked up CSGO again very briefly, but I did pick it up. That shit's fun. Uh, Dead Space. I played the original Dead Space. I played a little bit of Fable earlier this year, which I have played in the past. And I played the remake of Layers of Fear, the new one just recently. That's a so remake. That's, not, that's a remake. It's not an old franchise, but it's also the exact same game. So, like, it is, but it isn't. So, I, so far, have failed on this one. Um, but the year's not over. You played The Forest. Yeah. It's not super old. I don't know. It's I, not super It's 2017. Old. I, don't I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know if I'll give myself credit. That for was that. a stretch. All right. When I said it, I was thinking more of games like Dead Space and Mass Effect and just games I missed, I think was more what I was getting like at. Pong so. and Snake. and I have played both of those. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wasn't alive when they were made, but I did play them as a young child. Dave, your next one. Play a Persona game. You didn't say beat. You just said play. Yeah. Smart, I... smart man. Smart man. <laughs> smart man. You're covering was... your ass. I was very careful with my wording there, and um, I, I I satisfied this requirement. Um, 
as we love to say in project management, is this requirement has been satisfied, the bare minimum. <laughs> uh, I played a Persona game. I played it for, you know, I gave it the college try. Um, I played it for three or four hours. I, I got a sense of what I was going to be doing in the game. And and uh, I, I actually got to a point where I was watching a streamer that I, I watch quite frequently. He, was, he just happened to be playing uh, Persona 5 Royal, which is the same one I was playing in. I watched him for like two hours and I've, I think there might've been 20 minutes of actual combat and gameplay and the rest was just conversation. And, uh, I actually went in the chat and I was like, high schoolers. Yeah. I was like, is this, is this kind of what you're doing in this game? Cause he was a lot further on than I am like, yeah, that's pretty much what you're getting. So I decided, you know, in combination of that and my four hours into the game, I just said, this is not for me. I understand the appeal. I really like the music in that game, the style, the writing was really good, but that much, um, exposition was a bit much for me. It's the same reason why I kind of haven't really gone towards final fantasy, but, uh, I, I've satisfied uh, that one. Maybe I'll replace it with something else for the rest of the year because um, I think I can squeeze something else in, but I'm not sure what it is yet. But yeah, I, I've I played a Persona game. It's done. There you go. Brandon, your third one was be proficient on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, that's also kind of like subjective, but it is. But I will say that I have. Failed. Are you more proficient than you were at the beginning of the year? Nominally. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I is so... I feel like I can operate well. Most of my experience on mouse and keyboard and my experience as gaming is usually centered around first person shooters because that's like my bread and butter. And so I feel like I, towards the beginning of the year, one of the games I beat was Neon White. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, I I guess I did have to be pretty proficient to get the, not, not the red, the very final trophy on all of them, but the, the bluish green, like the platinum type trophy. So I guess, I'm pretty proficient. I don't know. I, I still... think you're, I mean, I'll say this in your defense as someone who plays games with you from time to time. I think you're pretty dang good on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I don't know. And then I play something like Diablo where I, for some reason, have to hit the number buttons instead of any other normal button that any other game fucking I mean, uses. You can change that. I know, but I, I still don't feel where I want to be. And yeah. I think that it's going to take years for me to feel like, like as comfortable as I was on, on, uh, controller yeah um just because i mean i i spent 10 years playing on a controller um but yeah i don't know i'm gonna leave myself some more room for improvement i'm gonna say i have not achieved this yet i feel like i am proficient maybe by other people's standards but i'm holding myself to a higher standard i want to be even better because i still feel like i fumble sometimes with the most basic shit you can say that like you, someone could say that you want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Like no one ever was. <laughs> exactly. I end up key binding to weird keys that make sense to nobody else. Yeah. Like I feel like the key binding should make sense to you. But when I struggle with the key binds that games typically use, I feel like then that's an in proficiency with, I don't know if that's a word. You know what I'm trying to say with a me, fault. a fault with me. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, if it's the norm and I'm, constantly mapping lay down to caps locks because it's for some reason easier for my mind to hit that than z i don't know there's still some weird things that my fingers can't quite do the same sure um so i'm gonna i'm gonna say we're still working on it we're still chugging along i'm gonna get there though yeah we'll see for me my third one is to make more gaming content again not i think the 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 restriction i did put on this was to do an average of one video a week was what my goal was. It is 27 weeks into the year since the day, which was January 3rd, that I made this resolution. 
and so far I have produced 26 videos. Damn. So I would say that I have so far completed that goal. However, I will say that I'm probably going to fail it because I decided this is, I haven't really like talked about this necessarily, but instead of just like making a video, being forced, forcing myself to make a video every week and like thinking about the YouTube algorithm and what's popular and all that, I've just pretty much decided that I want to make videos that I want to make in the way I want to make them, regardless of clicks and just have fun with it and like kind of fulfill maybe and not to say I'll never do like clickbait videos or whatever. Not I shouldn't say clickbait, but like algorithm chasing videos uh, anymore. I'm sure I will. And I'm sure I'll still do reviews and stuff. But for the most part, I just want to make videos I'm enjoying. So I don't know that I'll hit my I'm definitely making more gaming content than I have in the past. I don't know that it'll hit my average of one a week because I'm spending a little more time on the videos. Um, can I ask now? Can I ask yeah. Ben what's your favorite video that you've posted this year? Well, that's a good question. I would actually probably have to look back through them. Oh, I know what it was. There's one called um, I don't remember what it's called because I changed the title a couple times, but it's about Sony and it kind of goes into the history of Sony and also talks about why I don't like it as much now as I used to. And that's probably my favorite one. And it's did not like it got like 500, 600 views, something like that. Um, but I really liked it. Yeah. And it didn't get as many clicks as I thought it deserved. But I like, like going through, finding old footage. Actually, I hate that part of it, but I like the, the end product that comes from it. Um, finding old stuff and like talking about history. And that's kind of what I like to do. Yeah. Maybe a little hint at my uh, next video, too. I did not tell you guys I was going to do this because I literally just thought of it. And uh, it's it's almost turning this into less of a resolution, more of a bet. But I'm going to give you guys the opportunity. All three of us the opportunity. Sure. You have the opportunity to swap out one of your resolutions Ooh. for a new one to complete by the end of the year. You don't have to do this, but if there's one that you feel like I want to swap something out, you can do that. However... If you do the swap out and you don't fulfill it, then we get to pick a challenge for you next year. Oh, like, man. like Brandon, if you chose to do that, Dave and I would get to pick something for you to do. Maybe it's force you to play a game you don't like, whatever, uh, you know, etc. Right. Did I feel like that's too dangerous? There are too many awful games. It could be uh, Platinum Golem. I mean, it could make you. It could, it, <laughs> it could be Platinum Golem. Do you know what? Well, I'm I mean, saying? that's that's the risk. If you if you choose. To swap out instead of just taking the L. Right. And you still fail, then you get a punishment, basically. Wow. Dude, I don't think I could swap. All right. No swap from Brandon. No, feel, no swap from me either, by the way. I feel like my goals are are too achievable to, to risk it. Also, I'm not a betting man. Yeah. And I've said that forever. <laughs> I, I will never bet um, on anything. Dave. Yeah. So I am definitely going to swap. I think that's oh, pretty Oh, shit, dude. So, but I, I can't, I don't want to just, it can't be something that's already in process that yours, your new resolution either. No, no, no. Got, uh, hell no. Um, he's but got I need months. to, I need, I need to get back to you on it. Like, can I, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Obviously I want to swap out my, my second goal, which was to play online once a week with friends. Not that I, I don't want to do that, but obviously that one Things didn't work changed. out too yeah. well so i would like to swap that out and i would like to take some time to think about it um and come up with something meaningful a value to myself a value to handsome phantom and of course a value to the listeners so 
I'm going to take that away and I'll come back next week and I'm going to tell you what my swap note is. Is that a fair arrangement? That's completely fair. I think that's fair. I'm just, I'm already thinking of devilish things in case he, fair, he fails, man. <laughs> Dave, do you so like just to be Just to be clear, so if I do not achieve this, <laughs> if I don't achieve this goal, then next year, you two dickheads choose something that I must accomplish by law. Essentially, so... You're welcome to like keep it and just take the L and then everybody just knows you're a loser. But if you want to be risky and pick something new, you're welcome to do that. But if you don't achieve it by the end of the year, then we get to pick something for you to do. And like it might not be picking a game you don't like or something like that. It might be saying that you have to you have to stream um, My Little Pony or something for two hours. I, I, you know, just just something stupid. Okay. not not anything like brutally hard. I wouldn't make you like platinum golem or something stupid you know whatever but yeah just like something goofy so it's a risk reward you're either a loser or you're you're potentially a loser the challenge (laughs) has been understood and i will uh we'll we'll pick this up again next week all right sounds good the game is a (laughs) i have turned resolutions into squid game Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right let's talk about what we've been playing dave and brandon uh dave you're you're on the move you're having a little bit um less time to game lately but you did write down that you've played a little bit of the Call to the Lamb. Did you have anything new to say about it this week? Yeah, I, I, my first two cultists died of old age, and I am ruined over this. Um, I can't tell you how invested I've gotten in this game. Um, well, I can. I, I'm very invested in this game. <laughs> and uh, I, I got back from like a, a dungeon crawl, and like suddenly one of my very first followers who was in my cult was in like a white robe and he's walking around with a cane and I'm like, oh, oh fuck. I didn't know they could get old. Like I knew they could die. Like they could get sick and stuff like sure. that. But I didn't know that they actually aged. And I am like, <laughs> yeah, I was I was not ready for that because I'd grown attached. You can bequeath like gifts unto your followers and I had. Mm-hmm. So I had like a relationship with this this person and then I found out later that you can actually marry your followers. It's wild. Oh my um, God. But I did what anyone would have done. And because he was getting old, I sacrificed him in a ritual. Um, can you get one of those body pillows of them? Too? Like, <laughs> you dude, can, can you, you can actually bury them and, and, and they, you know, you just kind of wrap them in a, in a cloth, but uh, huh. yeah, can you, you can like departed. You can just kind of like let them die. You can also sacrifice them and you get what they call follower meat. So you can eat them and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm still having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, and I, I've said before, like, it's the kind of game that you can jump into for like 20 minutes and actually make meaningful progress. And every time I've done that, I, I've played for like an hour and a half, two hours. So, um, yeah, but unfortunately, that's that's all I played this week. So I have nothing new to discuss. So on to you Thanks. two more interesting gentlemen. Brandon. So as I said earlier, playing Madden 23. Yes, um, I am doing. I believe it's called the face of the franchise, um, which is unlike anything that I've played in a game in a long time, um, it actually is pretty decent gameplay wise. Like it does feel pretty good um, surprisingly. And that's why I'm continuing to play it. Um, It's been quite a bit of fun um, building my own person um, and, you know, having them start as a quarterback on a team of my choosing and slowly progressing with weekly activities. Um, Some of the stuff's kind of cheesy. Like you got to meet with the offensive coordinator and it's some, dog shit animation and some is it kind of like room. the show or you haven't played the show it, i think it's probably pretty similar to things that yeah. you've, you've played before and i and i swear i i heard phil talking about this feature before so yeah. i think they've just kind of i think he built, wrote an article about it a couple years ago yeah so i yeah. think they've just kind of built on that but it's pretty satisfying i mean 
you could choose weekly activities that give you essentially buffs. Um, some of them are active, like you do drills and they can give you enhancements and you level up. Um, you could choose what kind of quarterback you'd like to be. Um, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And this is coming from someone who has little to no interest in actual football um, whatsoever. Not that I don't know anything about it. I know how to play the game. I even played a year of football in high school. But um, yeah, it's actually surprisingly fun for all it's worth. Um, so that's been kind of a new development for me. I kind of downloaded it out of a complete whim. I was looking through the Game Pass store and was like, you know what? It's been a long ass time since I was going to ask something you what, like this. what brought yeah. you to play it. Yeah, I don't know. I and to be honest, I probably could have put half a dozen other things that I literally popped into for like 15 minutes because that's yeah. really what I did. I went on Game Pass and I was just trying everything. Um, I, I do that, too. I'll jump in on my like on my PC and just go through and find games that I'm like remotely interested in. Right. And just do cloud. For oh, like yeah. five minutes, so yeah, I don't have exactly. to download it and then delete it if I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, it's it's surprisingly fun. And to be honest with you, I think Madden 23 out of nowhere has been the game that I actually played the most of this week. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit of Battlebit. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, I'm continuing to play Dirt 5, which is an excellent game. Um, I'm very much enjoying that. Super arcadey. I, I don't fully understand it as someone who's played like Sim Drivers and a lot of arcadey drivers. Some of the cars are just so like the dirt track cars. And I know it's all dirt. It's rally. But like you guys know, like, you know, Lernerville near us, uh-huh. the like American dirt track yeah. cars. Yeah. Those things are the hardest shit. That's harder than fucking playing Gran Turismo 7, driving those fucking things. I don't get it, but I'm going to keep trying. It's a lot of fun. It's over the top. It's colorful. Um, super fun i'm honestly biding my time until uh forza motorsport comes out yeah um as far as my car satiation uh but and then uh, honorable mention i didn't really play it but it is one of the things that i just popped into and i feel like it was good enough not something i felt like playing at the time but i tried cassette beasts oh yeah me too i thought it looked really awesome it played really cool i'm not really trying to play something that's turn-based right now I've played many, many hours of Pokemon and it offers a lot different things. And there's some cool features that I really appreciated that kind of blossomed at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll keep playing it, but honorable mention cassette beast sounds awesome. If you're trying to play a Pokemon esque game and you don't have a Nintendo or you don't want to break out your game boy, check it out. It's actually pretty cool. And it is on game pass. Um, super cool art direction as well. So yeah, I, this is a couple weeks ago. Well, it was it was like the week that it dropped. Uh, I, I checked out Cassette Beast for probably like an hour or two hours. And I definitely got it. I understood it. I thought it was cute, but it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. I Whether just, it was just at that moment or in general. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because last night I was actually going through like Game Pass and the entire PlayStation Plus collection and PlayStation Plus Extra and like any games I own trying to find something that was turn-based because I wanted to play something turn-based and I thought about cassette beast and I was like, but I didn't really like it, yeah. but maybe someday I'll give it another try. Yeah. We'll see. It's definitely a cool idea. They, they take Pokemon exactly and they bring some really cool ideas that are generally the same, but in a different way that is kind of unique. I yeah, was honestly really impressed and the music was cool. Yeah. The cool. music was really cool. So. I agree. Uh, for me, pretty much, all this week, I played Final Fantasy 16. I ended up finishing it on Sunday night. 
and then um, play a little bit more of it last night just to try to round out some trophies and stuff. I'll tell you what, boys, this game is definitely not without its criticisms. Like there are some things in it that I I wouldn't say I don't like, but that I don't love. And there are a couple parts in it that drag a little bit. And especially if you're doing all the side quests, I understand some criticisms there. But I have not had this much fun and actually had like a wide smile that was uncontrollable on my face during certain parts of this game in a very long time. Um, just very much enjoyed the story, very much enjoyed the combat, loved the uh, the different characters, uh, some of the best character work I've seen in a game like this in a long time. And it's funny because there are so many different opinions on this game, but I really was like anticipating. I, I don't have anybody else that I like know, know that's played the game that I can talk to about because there's just some moments in it where I'm like, holy shit, I got to tell somebody about that. <laughs> but then like, I don't have anybody to talk. Like I, I can go on Discord and post it, whatever, but. But then um, I was really excited because I saw that Dustin popped the specific trophy and I wanted to talk to him about it. I walked through the door and within like 30 seconds, he's like, "That I, I played the, the this particular thing and I thought it sucked. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like one of my favorite parts of games in the last five years. So it's just really, it's really interesting. But anyway, I, I absolutely loved Final Fantasy 16. It's got me, I got the itch right now to play more Final Fantasy 6, or play more Final Fantasy um, I think I'm going to go back and give 7 Remake another shot. I played, I don't know, probably 20 to 30 hours and dropped it. I'll probably go back and start from the beginning because I played Final Fantasy 7 four or five times when it, you know, back in the day, back when I only had a couple games and like, you know, you just cycle through the same games over and over. So I think part of it was that it was like, oh, well, I already know this story. It's not really that interesting, but I know the story is also different. So I don't know. I'll, I'm going to think I'm going to go back and give it another shot and, um, and try it out but for now i'm uh, i was i told you i was looking for a game to play last night and i just couldn't find anything and i was like i'm just gonna hop back into final fantasy so i went back and i think at this point i've probably got 65 to 70 hours in it did all the side quests did everything but i'm going back in to get a few more of the trophies i think i need like two or three more trophies and then probably between now and starfield i'll go for another like a new game plus run and all i'll have to do is just play the story which is still going to be like, I don't know, 20 to 30 hours if I want to watch all the cutscenes again, which I probably will, um, to pop the platinum. So really, really good, solid. I think it's a great game. I think people have made the argument that it's not a great Final Fantasy game. I don't know if I agree with that, but I will admit it is lacking some of the RPG elements that um, people have come to love Final Fantasy for over the years. And that's pretty much it pretty much all she wrote boys that is uh thanks for listening we've got a uh we've got a patreon again over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom remember support us for as little as a dollar a month we really appreciate it also join the discord at handsome slash discord we'll see you over there in the comment section there isn't a comment section you just type and, and then you have a, you make a comment other than that we'll see you next time the HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 level or above. Toby Ryland, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, Rainick, Christian Snow, Gravelicious, Benji Bop, and Johnny Waffles.